Welcome to Flowing East and West, the perfectly imperfect journey to a fulfilled life. I'm Ann Roby, an HR advisor and consultant focused on building strong employee engagement and meaningful company culture. And I'm Sherry Essig, an executive and life coach, and I work with people who are done settling for less than success and happiness. You know, and it was so funny, right before we had our call where we were going to brainstorm what we want to talk about on this episode, Warren and I ended up watching the Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man. We'd finished up some shows we were watching. We were kind of looking for filler and turned out he'd never seen it, which cracked me up. But it's such an interesting movie from the standpoint, it's totally absurd. So for those of you who haven't watched it, basically Jim Carrey, he is saying no to everything. He's depressed. His wife has left him. He's got a dead-end job. And all he wants to do is sit in his apartment and watch movies. And he stumbles into this almost cult-like thing where he makes a covenant to say yes to everything. And it plays out to the absolute point of absurdity, but it's actually a really sweet movie because it ends up changing his life in incredibly rich and surprising ways. And so it really got me thinking about this whole idea of saying yes even when it's making you really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's so interesting because I remember you telling me you guys had watched that and then I hadn't seen it in forever, but we talked about some of the scenes and stuff and I was giggling and remembering it. And I remember at the time, years and years ago when it came out, I loved that movie and you know, I find it inspirational in some ways. And funny enough, I was just finishing a book by Shonda Rhimes called Year of Yes. And so it was sort of bizarre, serendipitous timing that you had just seen this movie and I just finished the book because while far less kind of, farcical. It's basically the same premise, you know, that here's this woman who, um, and it's a true story. This isn't like the Jim Carrey movie. And this is truly about Shonda Rhimes and her life. And here was this woman who from the outside looking in looked like she was saying yes to everything. She had lots of successful shows out. She was kind of the Thursday night lineup back in the day. And But what we didn't know is just watchers of her shows or whatever, is that she was saying no to a whole lot more in her life. And the book is an exploration of what happens when she says yes. And so it's quite similar to the movies. It was just, like I said, very serendipitous timing and led us to kind of what we want to talk about today, which is how we can all say yes on a more regular basis. Yeah, I read her book, or actually I listened to her book shortly after it came out and I was so struck by the ways in which some of these yeses that she said that were way out of her comfort zone also changed her life. And I think the way she said it was in ways she could have never imagined. And some of those yeses were to very seemingly small things. Some were to bigger things. And I think what both the movie and her book and what we really think about is how much power there is in saying yes, and the importance of actually practicing saying yes. Yeah. I think it's really easy for us to get into sort of that comfort zone of everything's fine. You know, we talk a lot on this podcast about listening to the little whispers that we might hear every once in a while. And could there be more? Is there something more? Is this, you know, am I really living the life I want to be living? Maybe the answer to that is, Ironically, yes. Um, But I think that there are times when maybe we're playing a little bit smaller in our own lives than than 
what is possible. And that's what I think yes is about. It's really about possibilities. Yeah, I agree. There's an expansion that can start to happen when you open up to saying yes more often. And what's kind of ironic is actually you and I met in a workshop that I was giving at, you had just started at a prior company and the workshop was on how to say no. (laughs) Right. So what's kind of ironic is that often it's harder for people to say no than to say yes. And part of what we're talking about includes saying yes to also saying no. Yeah. It's interesting because I think both in, well, in Shonda's book, I don't think she was consciously saying no to things, but that's kind of the point is that there wasn't consciousness to it. Because to your point, if we consciously say yes to say no, which sounds like a funny way to put it, then we are more active in the decision. And it's somewhat... Now that I'm thinking about it, that old movie, Yes Man, it's similar in that, sure, he was probably depressed, but he was kind of like doing what he thought was okay, which was just sort of like getting through life, getting his regular paycheck, going home, sitting on the couch, whatever. And it's not actually the life that any of us would design, but he was a little asleep to all the no's that he was saying without even sort of realizing it. And so much of what we are talking about and really want to be clear on is that we're not really talking just saying yes for the sake of saying yes. Yeah, It's really noticing these places where something is uncomfortable or it scares you or you're holding back. And that's really what we mean when we say playing small. It isn't always about the bigger, the brighter, the shinier, the more successful as the context. Sometimes it is, but not always. And so it's really in this context of opening up possibilities by doing things that you want to kind of shrink away from, right? Or you want to stay in your comfy, cozy place. Right. It sort of reminds me of our episode on getting more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, We talked about that a lot in that episode, right? And it's, it's stretching into, like we said a moment ago, kind of the possibilities and sometimes it's pretty easy to kind of just go along with the status quo or do what has always been or sort of seems easy. And listen, sometimes that is the yes. And sometimes that is the right thing. I think what we're both saying is pushing a little bit outside of the norm, getting a little bit more, you know, to steal from our previous episode, getting a little bit more comfortable with being uncomfortable, stretching into some different things that maybe you might have said no to before, but now maybe pique your interest or curiosity just a little bit. Yeah. And the reason that we both think this is so important is because of the way it can change your life and open up possibilities in very, very unexpected ways. In her book, Shonda talks about, because we're on a first name basis here, is (laughs) she talks about saying yes to playing with her kids, that she had decided every time one of her kids asked her to play, she would say yes. And later in the book, she talks about how it so radically changed her family life. And she couldn't have imagined that saying yes to that was going to so profoundly, profoundly change things for her. And I think that's part of all of this is that we don't know what's possible until we open ourselves up to it. 
Yeah. So I guess I'm in the mode of remembering our old podcast episodes because it kind of reminds me of sliding doors a little bit. And what was that, Sherry? Our second episode? It was our second episode. Because sometimes we have a choice. Do I go through door number one or door number two? And, And that's a clear yes or no situation. Sometimes the door, like in sliding doors, closes in front of us. And so there's not a consciousness there. But it reminds me of what do we do with that opportunity when it arises? Do we turn our heads? Do we go forward? Do we step out into the unknown? And it somewhat reminds me, Sherry, of when you left your last corporate gig. I mean, do you think that's an example of saying yes? Um, yes, it was an example of saying yes, although I did a lot of planning for that. And so by the time it arrived, I really wasn't stepping out of my comfort zone. It was what happened right after I resigned that was very much making a choice to say yes to a very hard no. And so I had left my corporate job because I wanted to take six months off and really figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And right after I gave notice, I had an opportunity to get relocated back to LA and go back to my old company, which I really liked working there. And I really wanted to get back to LA. I was living in DC. It was the hardest no, I think to this day, I think that might always be my hardest no, Mm. because it would have been so easy to say yes. I would have gone back to California. I would have been in an environment that I really, really like the people. Yeah. And I knew if I said yes to it, I would never take those six months off because um, I'd be comfortable enough. And so I said no. And the person I was talking to came back and said, would you consider coming and doing some consulting for us? Mm. And all of a sudden, here was a way I could say yes on my own terms. Right. So it turned into a yes, but on my terms. And I was willing to say no to starting my six months right away, I was okay to say that can wait for two or three months because I thought it was going to be a two to three month gig. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, just to catch people up, your intention when you had left your last corporate gig was to take six months off. Correct. And what you did instead is sort of take this consulting opportunity. But I, you know, this nuance of what you're saying of it would have been easy, it would have been fam- not easy, but it would have been familiar. It got you back to living someplace that you loved and thought you wanted to move back to. And it somewhat would have been the easier path. And so instead, you sort of said yes to the no Mm -hmm. and kind of yes to yourself, right? The yes was, I want to invest in figuring out what I want to do with the next part of my life. So that really, really difficult no to a previous employer was a big fat yes to you and what was going to come next for you, even though it was uncomfortable and a little unknown. Yeah. In a very big way. Because I will say it would have been easy to go back. Yeah. A hundred percent, it would have been easy to go back. And on this theme of saying yes to no and saying yes on your terms, how it can change your life in unexpected ways, that completely changed my life because it just set in motion this whole path of what turned into self-employment, which then led to what I do today. And so in my wildest imagination, I could not have imagined that saying no to the job would have led to everything it led to. Yeah. 
And that's the sliding doors part, right? Is that, man, wouldn't life be so much easier if we could just predict what every decision that we make ever is going to be? And yet it's somewhat in that mystery. That's kind of where some of the magic happens in that you probably could have predicted what would have happened if you had said yes to the previous employer in LA. You probably could have plotted that path and actually would have been a lovely, comfortable place to be. Totally. But instead you said yes to you in so many ways. And I'm certain that some of the things that are most rich in my life now would not have happened. Yeah. And so how about you? Do you have a moment in your life that kind of fits this idea of saying yes to yes or saying yes to no in a way that was a little uncomfortable? Yeah, kind of a lot, right? Because we get that opportunity almost daily But sort of maybe because I'm, as we're recording this, I'm in San Diego. um, And it reminds me that right out of high school, I was accepted to San Diego State, which seemed like it'd be a really fun school. But I had gotten a chance when I was a kid, maybe 10 years old, to walk on campus at UCLA with, in essence, a cousin, not a blood cousin, but you know, there's those people in your life probably as well. Mm -hmm. And um, she was a student at UCLA. And I just remember thinking, oh my God this is my dream school. And I didn't even apply to UCLA out of high school because I just kind of knew, like given my grades situation, it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to end well for me. So here I was with an acceptance to San Diego State in my hands, but a desire for UCLA. And I ended up saying no to San Diego State and kind of painfully had to watch all my friends go shopping for their dorm experiences at the schools they were going to. And I went, ended up going to junior college for a couple of years and eventually transferring to UCLA. So it's similar, I guess, in that it was a yes to what was a, a known desire for, you know, for myself and from being a kid and a very conscious no to a great school, nothing wrong with San Diego State. I just knew I wanted to go to UCLA. And so same thing where like, you know, I have lifelong friends that came out of going to university at UCLA. I had great experiences. I had, you know, it's an amazing school, right? And so just having that as part of my history and background of who I am, all these things in no way I could have predicted. And it was really uncomfortable because I wanted to be packing up to go off to my college experience as well. And and I wasn't. Right. And so I really questioned it for a long time. And then when I got to UCLA, it was like putting on that dress that feels so good or that, you know, trying that thing on that just that is like a perfect fit. And that's what UCLA was for me. It felt like a really, really good fit. Well, what I love about that is you also said yes to your dream. Yes, exactly. You know, and so often we put our dreams into this category of, eh, it's a dream, right? It's not reality. Or I could never do that. Or what would people think? Right. Like I can imagine, I don't know this, but I can imagine that that went through your head as well. Like what would people think that here you were in community college and not in a four-year university? Right. And the fact that, first of all, community colleges are a fabulous way to get an education. Yep. But- The fact that you said yes to your dream is such a big deal. Yeah. And I think that's a piece of this is sometimes those yeses are hard because, man, it would have been a lot easier just to be among my friends and packing up my stuff and getting ready to go have a dorm experience at San Diego State. Go Aztecs, I think. Um, (laughs) I can't remember. 
so I had to sit with that and I had to live with that. But the, you know, the word that's coming to mind is sort of the payoff. And it's again, a sliding doors moment because who knows what my experiences would have been like at San Diego State. And yet what I know for a fact, and I love the way you just phrased that, Sherry, is that I was saying yes to a dream that I'd had since I was 10. And I had this vision of me at UCLA and it was amazing, right? And even still many, many years later, you know, I still am in really good contact with friends that I made there. And, you know, as recently as just a couple of weeks ago, I had somebody up to my house and, and just the kinds of experiences I had as a student there shaped me for the rest of my life in so many ways. So for those of you who are regular listeners, you know, Ann and I love to talk about the power of practice. <laughs> and, you know, we're talking about some pretty big decisions here yeah. in our own examples. And because so much of this is building a muscle to say yes, even when it's hard, you don't really want to practice on 10 big things all at once. once. <laughs> uh, all at once, right? And most of us wouldn't have 10 big things like this anyway. But it can be incredibly useful to just start paying attention to when do you feel yourself holding back? Mm. Or when is there something you kind of pine for? Or what are the things that you tell yourself I could never? Right. And to really start practicing quite literally saying yes. And as, of course, we are so fond of, you can start small. It's yep. like the it's like the analogy you use a lot, Anne, is lacing up your tennis shoes. You don't just go run a marathon. You lace up your tennis shoes first. And you run around the block first. And you, you run know. around the block, yep. right? And so very often in a series of small yeses, you get equally as profound an impact on your life. For sure. And again, in ways that hard to even imagine because we're living our very comfortable life over here and just the way things have always been, right? And so on a daily basis, how can you practice saying yes a little bit more? How can you give it an opportunity or a different way of thinking? Or I'll use another example from a very, you know, fairly small example from my life. Like I love playing tennis and I was having a lot of knee issues and, you know, I had kind of like you, Sherry, I, I don't care which solution works. Like I will throw anything when I have a situation like that. And one of the things that was suggested is to cut out gluten because it can cause inflammation in the joints. And that could have been exasperating the problem. Now, I like me some gluten. <laughs> Give me a, I'm from San Francisco. Give me some sourdough bread. Like I'm a happy girl. And so here was a situation where I could keep saying yes to croissants <laughs> or try this uncomfortable thing, giving up gluten for a while and seeing if it makes a difference. And it has. Well, again, who knows? Maybe it has, maybe other things have. But the fact is, it's not comfortable for me to have to really monitor what I'm eating or think too much about it. But in this case, I'm sort of saying yes again to myself in a small way of possibly helping to, to solve this issue that I've been having. You know, I have a very different example, but again, it's on this less profound life-altering decision. So my last corporate job, I had relocated from LA to DC, and I didn't know anybody when I got there. And I had decided that anybody who told me they knew someone that lived in the DC area and they would connect me, I would say yes. Mm -hmm. And I described it as 
I had probably 20 blind friend dates, right? <laughs> where it would just be somebody would say, I have somebody I went to college with lives there. And I'd say, okay, connect me with them. And it wasn't always comfortable, yeah. right? And it, it really, in many ways, it did feel like the friend version of dating, but I did decide I was going to say yes. Yeah. Um, every time somebody offered up that opportunity. And what I love about thinking about that is some of it went nowhere, right? right? Some of those yeses really were quite irrelevant. And some of those yeses turned into really good friends, mm. you know? And so, again, it's not that every yes is going to be profound. Right. Yeah. I think that there's opportunities on a daily basis. So what are the things, you know, we just released an episode a couple of weeks ago about kind of a mid-year check-in, right? So what have you committed to yourself and how are you doing with saying yes to those things, right? So how are you, I'm going to use a couple of examples. Like, how, are you saying yes to maybe a meditation practice that you committed to or journaling practice or other things, or are you finding yourself too busy with sort of the day-to-day? And it's okay if you're too busy. What we're suggesting is to bring some more consciousness to it. Like, okay, I'm saying yes to the no today because it's not going to serve me, but I'm going to try for another yes on another day for name your thing, whatever it is that you're wanting to bring in or add to your life or whatever. And so to your point, Sherry, there is a day in, day out opportunity here to pay attention to, is this something that might expand me in some way? Or does this kind of keep me in the same place? And don't get me wrong. Sometimes the same place is okay, but looking for those opportunities. Because sometimes the same place is a place of contraction. Mm, yeah. You know, which is maybe another way to think about playing small is, I guess that's kind of a loaded phrase, yeah. but it is a little bit of being in a state of contraction. Yeah. And again, this was one of the things that I thought was so, again, in an absurd way, but so powerful about Yes Man don't know that I would have ever used powerful and absurd in the same sentence, but <laughs> it, it is that for Jim Carrey, because he really believed he had taken a covenant and something horrific would happen if he broke it, he said yes to everything. So he didn't practice any discernment whatsoever. Yeah. And the power of that message is there was no overthinking. That's right. right? There was no rationalizing. There was just yes. That's right. Now, I don't think we're suggesting anybody listening wade in in that way. Absolutely not. <laughs> However, there is something to be learned from it. So first of all, if you haven't seen the movie or haven't seen it in a long time, it's worth a watch because to me, it's inspiring. So after you told me you and Warren watched it, I watched it again as well. And yes, there's some absurdity and yes, silliness and and whatever. And yet kind of what happens through a lot of that absurdity and ridiculousness is, to your earlier point, things that he couldn't have even imagined. So he said yes to learning Korean and then was able to help somebody in a difficult situation. He said yes to going to the airport and showing up and just sort of flying wherever the next flight was and had a kind of a magical time. Now, there's a downside to that too, which I won't, in case you haven't seen the movie, I won't ruin it for you. But the cool thing about it is it got him to practice now, again, it's a movie and it's silly and whatever, because one of the things that Shauna does in her book really well is she takes on a year of yes, very similar to the Jim Carrey character, but they're 
early on in her, what she calls year of yes, she comes up against something that's really difficult for her. And she's super comfortable as a writer. She's super comfortable putting out content and programming for others. She is not comfortable being in front of the camera or being the subject of an interview or whatever. And she had an opportunity to do an interview with Jimmy Kimmel, who, by the way, in the name of his show, is that he does the show live. It's live with Jimmy Kimmel. So she ended up saying yes, because she'd committed to herself. She was going to say yes to anything that came her way. But she decided she needed a couple of parameters to make it on her own terms. And so her terms were, I don't want it to be live. I'm willing to do it, but I just don't, it's a bridge too far. And then what's kind of cool about that is it ended up being a great, I don't think I saw that Jimmy Kimmel episode, but I, it, it evidently was a great episode, but it, it was kind of the lacing up your tennis shoes thing because it led her to being more comfortable with being live in front of cameras. So she said yes with caveats that served her and was and were important to her. Yeah, I thought that was such a great story. And, you know, her setup for saying yes was she was going to say yes to anything that made her uncomfortable, anxious, or scared her. Yeah. And that is a huge commitment to take on. That's right. And I love that she really took it to heart. She honored her commitment to herself, but she also gave herself the space and the grace to find a way to be okay with it. That's right. And that's part of making it sustainable. Yeah, I think that's right. And that doesn't mean you create yet a new rut for yourself, right? So what I loved about her little example was, okay, I need this crutch of it not being live. But then the next things that she had an opportunity to be in front of the camera, she was far more comfortable, you know, being live on those. And so it's a great example for all of us. Like, sure, maybe we can't dive into the deep end of the swimming pool head first and and not look back every single time. Once in a while we can. But what is your version? You know, Sarah, like if we think about this, if we want to sort of inspire our listeners, what is the version of a year of yes for our listeners? What is that for you? how could you bring more yes into your life? And we don't have an answer for you because it's different for everybody, but we want to encourage you to think about what does your version look like? Yeah. So just to give a couple examples, maybe that means you try it for a month and you see what happens if you start saying yes to anything that makes you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Maybe that means you decide you're going to say yes to something once a week that makes you uncomfortable, you know, set it up for yourself in a way that genuinely lets you practice because we all know if we've, everybody's done something that's required to practice. If it's too spotty, it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. So you want to set yourself up to do it consistently, but again, you don't want to freak yourself out so much that you're not going to do it. Yeah. Right? That's right. It kind of misses the whole point. And That's so right. really the bottom line is to challenge yourself to say yes on a regular basis, even if it feels uncomfortable, and then to pay attention to what's happening to you and what you're noticing. Yeah. I love that. I think as long as you're bringing consciousness to your yes, let's also bring consciousness to the, and so what? What happened as a result? You know, I said yes to whatever, walking more frequently. I said yes to going out on a date and I haven't done that in years. Or I said yes to learning a new language, whatever that yes is. And what's the so what with that? What happened as a result of that? And I think I think what you'll find if you start this practice is there are things that you think are going to happen 
And there are things you could never, ever anticipate and will enrich your lives in ways that you couldn't even even imagine. You know, this all reminds me of this Mary Oliver quote that I just love so much, which is, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And this practice of saying yes is one more way to really bring consciousness to that question. I love it. I mean, I think that quote could almost be the the whole quote of what we try to do with this podcast, right? What is it that you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? I love it. So Sherry, that seems like maybe a good place to wrap up for today. We both really want to encourage everybody listening to try practice, say yes. And on that note, would you also consider saying yes to sharing our podcast with a friend, giving us a rating on iTunes, or posting it to your own social media? You can find information in previous episodes at flowingeastandwest.com. Please join us next time for Flowing East and West, the perfectly imperfect journey to a fulfilled life. Oh,